You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, it's uh, Wednesday, and this is Mike. I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hey, Dolph fans. Free agency is right around the corner, Louis. Right around the corner, Mike. What What is right around the corner? Three weeks, right? Two yep. weeks? Where are we at right the now? The 17th. So the it's three weeks. 17th. Three weeks. Wow. Awesome. You got to yep. love that. I mean, last year we were active immediately, right? Right. I don't I'm expect that this year, though, Lewis. <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, God, last year we were just, every time we turned on the TV for a couple of days there, it was like, we signed who? We signed who? It was one after another. It was it was fun, right? Yeah, yeah it was. But, uh, you know, we, we've learned over time that you don't really want to build your team through free agency. You want to supplement, you know, holes in your roster through free agency. And there's a difference. This year, though, they're gonna they're gonna have their hands tied a little bit because there's there's not a lot of money there right now. Uh, if you include the entire roster, they've got about uh, just under twenty three million dollars uh, left over. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have to make some roster decisions uh, that that may not please everybody, but uh, they're gonna have to come up with some money just to function and uh, be able to target people they may like to target in free agency. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. No question about it. I mean, it's going to be interesting as to what they decide upon doing and what direction they want to go in. I mean, you know, me and you and every doll fan out there, and of course the coaching staff, on top of all of us so-called experts, right, know what the needs are for this football team. You know, sometimes you got to give up a little to get a to little, get a little. It's, right it's putting a puzzle together you know it's that simple you know you look at the the thing as a whole and you say okay well do we want to upgrade this position but yet we're taking a chance on downgrading this position how do we feel about the up and coming guys replacing maybe a veteran and you know it, it's decisions that i mean if well, i'm for, sitting, for example if, if we let bobby mccain go and uh uh, save like $5.6 million, you know, or add $5.6 million, however you look at it. Can we target somebody in the draft that we feel is going to be as capable? Right. And Except, then can, or do we have somebody on the roster already right, that exactly. they feel comfortable with? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and that's something, I mean, I would honestly love to sit down in a room with, with, with the coaching staff and all the scouting personnel and just be a fly just on the listen wall, to the maybe. right just listen and to just the conversation listen to their thought process on on a lot of the guys that are that are here already you know and, work ethic and 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 uh, personality and there's a whole bunch of other things that factor into it that we are really not you know privy to right the thing about our coaches and flores in general is the fact that i trust in him and in regard to the decisions he makes as far as the players and the personnel um, I have a lot of trust in him. So I think that- He as doesn't play. <laughs> we, right, exactly. As we see the decisions that are, that are going to be made leading up into free agency and who we actually sign in free agency and who we decide to cut and what route we decide to go, then we are going to know what their thoughts were on these guys. Right now, all we have to base our opinions on 
are what we saw on the football field this year. And sometimes the guy that does not shine every week and you know you don't you don't see him making these fantastic plays but he's consistently good and you don't see him making a lot of mistakes and they just do their job week in and week out those are the guys that that you miss at some point you don't realize how good they were or how solid a football player they were until they're not there anymore and their replacements are getting burnt on long passes over and over again i mean you look at our secondary and the safeties last year I mean, you did not see a lot of situations where receivers were just running down the field and, and they were the other team with the offenses on the other, you know, that we were playing against were getting easy points, you know, and quick points. Because, against Buffalo, I think that might be an exception, but otherwise I agree with you. Yeah, last game of the season. I mean, you know, honestly, I don't know what took place in that game, but I mean, it, it was ugly and it was often that that had happened, Mike. So again, I don't know what the situation was in that game. I don't know if we if we packed it in early or whatever the case may be, but it was very disappointing and it was nothing like we had done over the course of the whole season. So, yep. you know, with the exception of that game, and I'm glad you, bought, glad you brought that up because I had forgotten about it, they did a very solid job. The point is this, is that you know, the coaching staff is going to make these decisions over the next couple of weeks. I'm sure they have, they already have well, as sure to what direction too, they're yeah. going to go in. You know, we've got to trust in what they decide upon. Well, yeah, the first thing they do is they, they scout themselves and then they uh, come up with uh, grades on their own players. Right. And, uh, you know, they use that information to help them make decisions. <laughs> right. If you, if you look at some of the grades at the end of the season – overall for some of the guys that are on the roster uh they don't bode well right right you know in certain positions and stuff so i mean i don't know how our coaching staff feels and how much they being such a young team though lewis i don't know if you can take a lot of those grades to heart because take jackson for example the left tackle he may not have graded well but they may see potential in him that so they're really not as concerned about that grade as maybe you would think they would be. No, I, I yeah, and I'm not talking about any of the younger players, Mike. I'm talking about veteran guys uh-huh, that, that okay. they decide upon whether we they should keep around for the salaries that they're at or let right. them go. Right. That's who I'm referring to. I mean, the young guys, you know, from our quarterback to our tackles to our, you know, to our uh, defensive tackles. I mean, across the board, there's a lot of youth on this football team. So some people were saying they should, you know, cut Devontae Parker uh, to create cap room. And that would that would create about $9 million, I suppose, if, if they do it a post-June uh, 1st cut. But, uh, I mean, that's crazy. This is a team that needs wide receivers. Why would you cut your best wide receiver? That makes no sense to me. Right. Are you going to be able to replace a guy at $9 million that gives you the productivity that he does? That's crazy. No, it does. That To me, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if you go out and you... You sign a free, one of these better free agent receivers, or you draft a good young receiver. You want Devonte Parker on this roster because now you've got a guy that's a threat on the opposite side. Devonte Parker becomes that much better. Right. I mean, this guy has been productive with really. I mean, Preston Williams missing what a half a season these last two years, and and he's still been somewhat productive. I mean, he played in, in, in subpar quarterback play. We have to throw oh, that yeah. in there, you know. So absolutely. I mean, listen. All you've got to do, Mike, is look at the couple of games that he had when he came back at the end of the year. I mean, he had some pretty solid games, and he played early in the season. I think hurt game in and game out. 
Yep. To where he wasn't practicing all week. He was just basically dressing on Sunday and he was being productive. So that's all you got to look at. I mean, there's not another threat on this football team once Preston Williams went down. I mean, you, you look at you look at if a defense is coming in to play us and you're looking at our wide receiver crew, obviously he's the guy you're taking out. You're not worried about Jakeem Grant. You're not worried about Isaiah Ford. You're not worried about Hollins, any of those guys. So Correct. It makes no sense. You can't replace him at that money. If you cut him, great. You got $9 million to work with. Okay, tell me who you're going to get at that price. A T.Y. Hilton, maybe, or somebody like that. I mean, is that a step up? I don't. I don't think it is. I don't necessarily think it is either. I have a lot of respect for Parker and the way he plays the game. I mean, he. When's the last time you remember him missing a fifty-fifty ball? Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I honestly can't remember him missing one. I have become a very, very big fan of Parker. I mean, I think every Dolphin fan was down and down, down and out on him over his first few seasons, including the two of us. But what he's done the last two seasons, as you mentioned, with marginal quarterback play, you know, is, is exceptional. I mean, the season he had last year, I mean, you can't – people have short memories. I mean, they're crazy, absolutely crazy. If, if Fitzpatrick had quarterback this full season, Mike, there's no question in my mind that Parker, minus the few games he missed, his numbers wouldn't have been as good, but they would have been just as good if you if you subtract a couple of games that right. he missed. Maybe I it's a thousand, no, right? A thousand yards. Absolutely, his numbers would have been much better because our passing game was just non-existent over a four five week period. I mean, that's over a month. I mean, so you know, I mean, come on, no, we can't cut him. No, on to I, the next subject, on, on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Mike again, uh, breaking in for a second just to ask a favor of you. We would like to request that you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rate the show. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'd very much appreciate it. Thank you. And fins up. So... All right, here's our free agents. Let me go through some of them. Obviously, Fitzpatrick, and, and uh, you know, I sincerely doubt he's going to be back. He's he's made it clear that he wants to play. He wants to start. He doesn't want to sit on the bench. And I think that uh, he's probably not going to come back here unless they offer him a nice, nice package to do so. And they're not really in a financial position to make him happy that way. Right. And, and I mean, what they could tell him, Mike, not to cut you off and then mm-hmm. we'll go on to the next, but what they could tell him... And hopefully they wouldn't be lying to him because, you know, we don't want quarterbacks getting lied to. They're very sensitive these days. The, <laughs> um, they tell him, listen, we are going to seriously give you the opportunity to compete. You know, let's see where you and two are both at going into the season. And if you're, you know, if he's still at the level he was at over the course of the second half of last season, you're going to have the opportunity to start week in and week out and get us into the playoffs. They tell him something like that, he'd probably consider coming back. But who knows what their thoughts are? That's exactly right. You know, they they may feel that they need to get two of the work, you know, Uh, but who knows? Uh, Brita. I mean, he's was a disappointment. I don't see them re-signing him. Do you? No, I do not. I, especially if they, I mean, we know they have to bring in a, a young running back. If that takes place, then he's as you know he's as good as gone. And what about Grugier Hill? He's not making an awful lot of money. I mean, so maybe he comes back. I mean, he's twenty-seven. Uh, I, I don't know, Mike. 
it just depends on, you know, how they feel about his special teams play and stuff like that, how important he is on that unit Uh in regard to him. Now, Ted Karras is an interesting one. How do you feel there? Well, I mean, listen, the guy played every snap last year, right? He played every single snap, didn't miss one. I didn't see him snap any balls over quarterbacks heads or into the ground you know he wasn't killing worms on his snap i mean i <laughs> thought he did it i thought he did a very very good job last year in regard to being consistently solid i think he i think you talked about the fact that he graded out right in the middle of the pack right yep yep 17th um, you know he's 28 for a center i wouldn't say that's that's necessarily old um you know, he's a guy among the group, Mike, that I think that they should seriously consider re-signing because you can't not, you cannot, unless you draft the best center or the second best center coming out of this season's draft and they feel that the guy's ready to start week in and week out, you just can't do it. Now, if you get a guy in the third or fourth round that's a project, you absolutely have to re-sign this guy. You know, it, it just depends on, you know, again, what their thought process is on him. But, you know, I feel they should re-sign him. I don't know what cost it's going to come, but I feel that he's one of the few guys among these fellas that needs to that needs to be re-signed. Well, he made $3 million last year, so you got to figure he's going to be looking for a raise. Maybe, maybe. Next guy, Vince Beagle. He spent the whole year on injured reserve. Yeah, I mean, another guy that uh, looked promising, right, uh, when we saw him on the field before he hurt himself. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you bring him back. I mean, he's he's at 28 years old right now. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's coming off a serious injury, so that cost him the whole season. So, again, Mike, I don't know. I don't know how much they value the guy. Um, right. What we saw of him on both special teams and when he had the opportunity to play on defense, he did a pretty solid job. So I think I he's like, question mark. I, I like him, him too. You know, he's a good depth player, I thought. Yep. What about the punter? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he was making a decent salary. I think that, uh, you know, if you bring in a free agent punter or you draft, you know, you sign a free agent rookie. Uh, that you feel strongly about, I think that you can save some money there. And, uh, you know, he didn't do anything to overly impress me last year. I would agree. I thought he had a subpar year, to be honest with you. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I don't want to say terrible, but, uh, you know, there were there were times he wasn't consistent and I, I just wasn't overly Agreed. impressed. Uh, Landon Roberts at linebacker. Uh, another guy, you know, how much how much do they really value him? I think he's a bubble guy. Um, he's making a decent salary. Two million. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's that's a nice chunk of change to get back. Um, you know, it just depends on how much they value him. That's exactly what it comes down to. Now, you know, he's coming off an injury now, so, you know. He, he exactly. Got hurt, so I mean, I like the player, to be honest with you, but do I like him at a million? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm – Look, you know what I liked about Roberts was he hit like a truck. The problem is he he misfired an awful lot. He missed a lot of tackles. Right, right, right. He's right. a he's a, um, a a Kiki Alonzo minus the little bit minus the blasts yeah. when he hits somebody he just knocks their pants off. Right. Yeah. Uh, a Kiki. <laughs> 
Kiko Alonso wasn't knocking anybody's pants off. He was usually um, just, giving them, just giving them a <laughs> breath of fresh air and, and a nice breeze as he blew past them. Uh-huh. But uh, that's that's a whole other uh, that, that's a that's that's a long ways behind us, right? At yep. this point, okay, Kevin Frazier at safety. Yeah, I don't. You know, didn't see I, much I, of him, and there's no. probably a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DeAndre Washington at running back. Yeah, I mean, you know, he I mean, uh, he made less than a million, so they didn't pay him an awful lot of money, and uh, certainly he's going to be looking for a raise if they if he does want to resign. Well, I mean, he bounced around. I think he was on three different teams last year, so I think he went from the Raiders to Kansas City to yep. us. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, again, you know, you're going to see Breida go. It just depends on what they do in regard to this draft. I mean. You know, who's to say that they won't draft two young running backs in this draft? You know, take one in the fourth or fifth round that they think is just a steal at that point. You See, just this don't is know. Where, this is where scouting is so important. You hear all the time you can find running backs anywhere, and there there may be some undrafted uh, running backs yeah, uh, that can absolutely. come in, you know? You never know. But, but, Mike, even the fourth round, I mean, yeah, you know, you might get real good quality in the fourth round. And I'm not saying— We've you done know, it before. We got, a, you know, Jay Ajayi in the fifth round. Yeah, and right. Drake was what a third? Was he a yeah, third? Th- third or fourth, I think. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, they're there. You know, it's just it's just a matter of of whether you hit on them or not. I mean, there's guys across the league that weren't first round draft picks or second round draft picks right. that are very that that are real good running backs in the NFL right now. So, I mean, our draft doesn't end in the second round, you know, third, fourth round. I mean, you can get a really, really good running back. Now, am I saying that that should be the guy that we target to be our starter? No, but I, you know, I want them to draft a running back over the first two rounds, a guy that. Well, don't forget they have Gaskin and he's a perfect complimentary back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the comfort you have is at least you have one solid guy. So back to DeAndre Washington and Breida and these guys, I you know I don't see them on the roster next year. I think they're going to go the youth route, you know, even if they draft one in the sixth or seventh round, mm-hmm. and hopefully they're good enough to stick, and um, and that's that. You also got Ahmed, so. Exactly. You know. Yep, you got there him are, as well. There are so, people there who can, who can fill a depth role. And guys that that were somewhat productive, uh-huh. absolutely. Okay. What about Mac Hollins at wide receiver? No, <laughs> I didn't next. think so. Isaiah Ford <laughs> with wide receiver. No, next. <laughs> We've seen enough Isaiah too. Jake Ruddock, the quarterback. Ah, uh, I. You know what? I. Who knows? Yep. In regard, we to really him. haven't I mean, seen him play, have we? No, not really. Uh, Julian Davenport. Now he actually did fairly well last year after being pretty terrible the year before. So he didn't get a lot of playing time though, and that's something you got to consider. But you know, do you keep him as, as depth for the left tackle? Well, do you keep him at depth? Depth at what price, Mike? Right? He's making close to what? Well, uh, he's making three, three quarters of a million. Of a million, plus, yeah, plus his bonus. So you know, it's not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, when they're free agents, they want a better contract. So you know, right. you would have to pay him a little more. All right, and it depends on whether you know other teams competition, are interest, right? interested in them. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Adam Pinky, left guard. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see a lot of him. I think he's way down on the depth chart. I, yeah, me you know, too. I don't, I don't see him coming back at all. I don't see them bringing him back. How about Devin Gacho? You know, that's an interesting one, Mike, because he'd be nice 
in regard to healthy and 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 adding depth a to that position. A good veteran, right? A good veteran, role a good player. veteran guy. Yeah. It just depends on what price he has to be re-signed at. Yep. Now, uh, the um, leverage that they have is the fact that he missed pretty much the majority of the season last yep. year. So exactly. they have a little bit of leverage with him. It depends on how much he likes South Florida and how much he's willing to negotiate. And it also depends on whether they decide to go go at that position again and draft a young guy. I don't think they should. I think that he's a guy that if they can sign him to a you know a, a marginal contract that you bring him back as well. Because it you know he's he he's got some experience and he's not a bad football player. Right, he's not a bad player. He's not a great player, but he's certainly somebody who can, you know, fill in on the rotation and uh, keep other people fresh and do a solid job. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, they st- we didn't talk about it last week, and we should have, but they uh, signed Jason Sanders to a new contract, and I really think that everybody was kind of excited for him because that kid's been phenomenal. I think he's the best kicker in the game right now. I think it was a fantastic thing that they signed him and uh, that he's going to be a guy that uh, that we can depend I mean we can depend on listen you need a kicker that you can depend on and you need a kicker that can kick a 50 yarder and he does both of those things. Like I said, I think he's the best kicker in the game. I think he's better than the the guy up in Baltimore now. Do I think you? he surpassed him. I do. I absolutely do. I think he's he's a better kicker at this point in his career. So and he's only 26, so he'll be kicking for a while. Absolutely. You love it. You love to have a guy here that is, you know, that's going to just be a, a guy that you're confident in when they bring him in to win a football game at the end. Calvin Munson, the linebacker. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much on him, Mike. You know, I mean, he's making half a million. I mean, yep. you know, what did we say of him? I mean, you know, I think he's, he's more than expendable. Nick Needham. Needham's an interesting guy. Uh, I'll tell you, he didn't look good in the game you mentioned earlier, right? Yeah, the Buffalo game. The Buffalo game. Um, you know, overall, I thought he did a decent job last year. Played 53% of the snaps. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what they think of him. So, you know, I think that he's a guy that may just be back. I mean, among this group, I mean, he's one of the few that I think that they'll actually try to bring back. Um, you can never, ever have enough depth in that secondary. It, 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 especially at the cornerback position. So I think he's a guy that they're going to try and bring back without a doubt. Well, he's an exclusive rights free agent. So if they want him back, he'll be back. Yep. Um, absolutely. And J- Jamal Wiltz is in the same situation. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, he's making the same amount of money as Needham and he played zero snaps. Needham <laughs> played half of the snaps. So, you know, yep. how that's going to go. And yep. Wiltz is also a couple of years older. So there you have it. Yeah, he's 27. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep, nope, that's it. I mean, that's that, that pretty much covers our, our free agents now. You know, uh, it's possible, you know, they, they could sign one of these guys that we don't expect. But as we said, they're, they're not dealing with a lot of money, so they're going to have to make some pretty tough decisions. Agreed, agreed. And, and you know, Mike, the guys that are on the roster – um, that you can cut to free up some money. I mean, there, there's guys that, you know, they're going to look at. And, you know, again, we talked about the puzzle, you know, see, hey, you know, is this guy worth that type of money? And I think Van Oy is right at the top of that list. Uh-huh. I do too. You know, I mean, for the money that he made last year, I mean, you're taking a nice chunk of salary off of that, you know, off of that roster. And, um, you know, he's a I nice think, player. He may not be worth ten million. 
I, I just don't know. Again, we don't know how much he was playing hurt as well because he yes. played with a bad hip all year. Yep. You know, but the question becomes, do you want to get into that situation again next year? He's up there in age, right? And if you keep him on the roster and you decide to let him go at a different time over the course of the season, it does affect the, the amount of money that you're going to get, correct? Yes. In regard to him, you know, um, as to what time you decide to cut him. So the point is this, is that, again, he's, he's as far as I'm concerned, he's the number one guy on the list. I mean, not far behind is, is um, you know, our two safeties. Um they're going to look at those guys and and decide. You got the safeties. You got Grant. You got uh, uh, Hearns and uh, Wilson. I mean, there's there's guys here that they can create some money with. Yeah, I think Hearns is as good as gone. Um, you know, when they signed him to that contract, I was totally against it. I I couldn't believe that they went out. I mean, it's to me, it seemed like they jumped the gun on him. Um, Albert Wilson is interesting. You know, it just depends on what they do. You know, I mean, draft-wise, I think they're going to target guys. I think they honestly should target a guy that's been in the league a few years um, that comes at, you know, that may come at a decent price. It just depends on what they decide upon. Now, in regard to the receiving core, it just, in regard to Grant, Mike, it just depends on how much they value his special teams play. because. His receiver play is not going to warrant him staying on this roster. I mean, he's, you know, he's five years in now, and I mean, he hasn't proven to us yeah, that he, he is, can he be is what he is. receiver, right? He is what he is. He's a gadget player. He's a pretty good return man. I think and, he's a great uh, return man, yep. Mike, but, you know, he's been injured from time yep. to time, and, you know, the question becomes how much do they value his importance on those special teams in order to bring him back? I think that um, they're going to seriously question letting him go and maybe, you know, getting a guy late in the draft that's just a return specialist type of guy, you know. Just- well, one of your young receivers that you obviously need could possibly fill that role as well. Possibly, Mike, but I mean, I, I will tell you this much. If they draft a guy at that number three position like a chase, he's not returning kicks. I can tell you that much. Yeah, Mark, I, I Cl- Mark Clayton did it for a while. Well, that was <laughs> that was three decades ago. No, but I'm I mean, saying, you know, you've seen no, it before. I, I totally I oh absolutely, but not not anymore. I just don't say it because if if you're taking a guy at number three and you're you're putting them in there to return kicks and punts. You're asking for trouble, and you're asking, you know, you're putting Look, yourself. If, I, in, if I'm Flores, I'm putting my best returner out there, whoever it is, it is. I get, Mike, I get that philosophy. It's old school philosophy, and I'm in. I'm hey, in, don't listen, I, it's, it's not old school. It's Mike, not I'm old in this, school about Mike, it. Mike, I agree with you uh, 110% on that. But what I'm saying is, is that the NFL doesn't agree with you or me. I mean, well, it's not it's not the route they go anymore. I think you it's it's a coach to coach decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some coaches do it, and most don't. But, I mean, Mike, uh, do you see? Did do you not think that Tyreek Hill would be a phenomenal kick and punt returner? You don't see him if doing he can it. catch him. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, he'd be phenomenal back there. He's impossible. And and you don't see it. You don't yep. see it with any of the big receivers, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins of the world or the DK Mech, any of those guys. I mean, so, you know, I just can't see us doing it. That's all I'm saying. You know, uh-huh. I, I think it's a day, it's something that's, 
that that day has come and gone in the NFL. You know, they value these guys too much at their at their main position to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends on what you're paying them and, uh, you know, just exactly what their role is. In Kansas City, you know, with Tyreek Hill, obviously he's one of the uh, probably second or third most important player on their offense. Right. And you would think that if we take Chase at number three, he's going to be our number one. Our number one important player on well, the that roster, would be awesome. So, that would yeah. be awesome. Yep. So, all right. Anyway, uh, you know, Omar Kelly wrote an article today uh, talking about you know the Watson trade, which always seems to be in the news somehow, some way. <laughs> you know, and Houston is still saying they're not trading him, but Omar wrote an article that uh, uh, he thinks Miami can get him for you know giving up the third and the eighteenth pick and giving up two or trading two, whichever the case is, if Houston doesn't want him. And then also a 2022 first round pick. Now, you know, his, his salary this year against the cap would be 15.9 million. Now I've already said we only have like 22, 23 million. And, uh, you know, if you sign him for 15.9 million, you're not going to be able to sign your draft class. So they would definitely have to come up with money if they do that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, next year his cap would uh, balloon up to 40 million. So, uh, you know they would definitely have to renegotiate that contract and uh, get that get that cap number lower uh, to be competitive. At 146 and a half million, he's the second highest paid player in the league. Mm-hmm. So that is a lot of salary to take on. Now he adds that paying high end quarterback money hasn't hurt uh, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Tampa, or Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And you know that case can be argued. You know, uh, right. I, I'm sure it's hurt their depth. Uh, because that's generally, you know, where that extra money goes. It goes to your depth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you can look at that two different ways. You know, if, if your team stays relatively healthy, you're going to be competitive. Uh, but if you get right. injuries and, and, you know, to keep players and you're not going to have, you're not paying the depth to, you know, have that quality there. And that's where you get in trouble. I agree. Uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's a decision every team has to make. Well, I mean, you know, the teams you mentioned, Mike, were all playoff teams, right? So he's got a point to that extent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay and Tampa were in the championship game. Yep. Can- Kansas City was in the champion uh, was in the Super Bowl, and uh, obviously Tampa was in the Super Bowl and won it. So he does have a point to that extent. Um, you know, are we there? Is the question okay? Because you know, NFL we don't team, we don't have the talent that Tampa has. No, you know, well, or, or Seattle has, or Pittsburgh has. You know, right? Tampa went out and got you know they went out and got guys, and you know, depending on what we do with our second round picks. I mean, le- okay, so let's look at that. So we're we're giving up both first rounders this year. We don't have a first round pick. Right. So now you have Deshaun Watson on your roster. Okay. So mm-hmm. in the second round, what do you have to target? Well, you have to, you got two second round picks. If you don't give one of those up, you know, right. he, we're just going to talk about what he said right, right now. Exactly. Okay? So you're giving up your two first rounders. Second round, you got two second round picks. One's very early. Okay. So maybe you address the running back or the wide receiver position right there. And then with your second, second round pick, you, you address the other position. Either way, both of those positions have to be addressed regardless of the fact. Okay. In regard to signing free agents, that's out the window. I mean, not that we have a ton of space anyway, but the point of the matter is if you're thinking about going out and getting a Godwin or somebody like that, it tends to eliminate that or upgrading any other position at that point, okay? So 
the question becomes, do you feel confident enough in your draft team to get guys in the second and third and fourth and fifth rounds that are going to supplement the players that we already have on this team and help Deshaun Watson uh, win football games on the offensive side? So that's the big question. Now you go in the next season and you're in the same boat without a first round pick. So Uh again, you're into the second round. So the question becomes, is he that important to your team and is the trade-off worth it? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know how close they feel we are because two years down the line, it's a constant revolving door in the NFL. And Parker may not be here. Xavier Howard may not be here. Half of the guys that we have on the roster that are very solid football players for us, like Ogba and Lawson and those guys may not be here. So it depends on how close they truly feel they are. If they feel that they can make the playoffs this year with Watson, if they make the trade, and then the following year actually compete to make the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson, then Hey, all the power to them. But the point of the matter is, is that the window's going to be there for only these next couple of years before you have to start replacing some very, very solid football players on our team. And that's something that the organization is going to have to weigh out. And they're not going to be able to sign a lot of free agents because of what you mentioned in regard to the salary. So that's well, where that's you're at. this year. Next year, the salary cap should go up, assuming yep. they have full stadiums and uh, the finances are better. Right. It's all relative, though, Mike. You know that. You know, it, it's well, a different challenge. Yes, it is. And, and the other thing, you know, if, if we look at the offense with uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, it was a capable offense. Now, yes, if you you're put, right. If you put Watson in Fitzpatrick's place, I mean, you got to think Watson is better than Fitzpatrick. He can certainly extend plays and do some things that, you know, Fitz would have trouble doing. Not that he wasn't extending plays, but he's not going to do it like Watson did. Agreed. So, you know, you, you could you can make the case that the offense would be automatically be better if you put oh, him in there. Oh, that and, goes without saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Go so d- does it put you at a level to where you're going to compete in the playoffs? And that's not a question that I can answer, you know. We don't know that answer. Yeah. I mean, you know, the offensive line, the guys that we drafted have to step up. Now, will he make them look better? 110% because he has the ability to scramble around back there and not get sacked as often. I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick did it different ways. You know, he recognized, yes. um, it, could he extend plays as you mentioned? Absolutely. And were we a decent offense with him? Absolutely. We, 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 we were. Um, with Watson, it, well, it brings we, we it still to, couldn't run though. <laughs> no, we couldn't run the football, and that's that's what I said in regard to you know you still have to address the receiver and running back position, yep. and and that that means second round at that point if you give up your 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 two first rounders. Now, listen, Mike, if you're asking me or if somebody asks me, um, would you do it? I'm in between on it. I'll be perfectly I'm, honest. I'm in between with you. also. I, I really am because there's no guarantee. The more I think about it, the more in between I get. Exactly. The more I think about our number one draft picks um, over the last 20 years, the more I tend to sway towards doing it. And and that's being openly honest. Um, You know, you look at it and you're like, yeah, you're giving up first round picks. But then I look at our first round picks and I'm like, is to you know a what? ceiling equal to Watson? And that's that's Watson. the question that I'm asking. Well, myself. I don't. I can answer that question for you right now. If I was to look at it, 
and and see Tua's ceiling right now, and and look at what Watson has done. I mean, you know, I I just don't see it. I think that Tua could could eventually become a very very solid football player in the NFL, but I don't think he's going to get to the level that Deshaun Watson is, and and th- that's just my opinion. I mean, and I've only seen a season of him, but. The physical attributes that the both of them have are, are not. Com- I don't think they're comparable. I no, really they're don't. not. Watson has a rocket for an arm. He's, he's just he's a phenomenal. He's very athlete. elusive. You know, he's he's an extremely good at. He's an extreme athlete. So and and a lot of people may agree disagree with both of us, Mike. They may feel that Tua brings well, other I'm elements. Not, I'm not sure how I feel, so it's hard to disagree with me because I'm kind of in the middle, like I said. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so with all that being said. It's a lot to give up. It's a lot to give up. It's three first round picks, and um, plus it's going to be plus. It's going to be three first round picks plus. Yeah, well, it is a plus, Mike. If you're getting two or in the trade as well, I mean, if if it goes beyond that, I'm not doing it. It's just that simple. Again, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Um, going in the next season, um, from what I've seen a Tua right now, and I hope to God that over the course of this offseason that somehow he gets not a little bit better, a lot better than what he was over the second half of last season. I, I'm not confident in him being the answer to the to the question right well, now. That's fair. I mean, it, it's fair not to be confident in him. He didn't give us reason to be confident. Right. So. I, I What I'm getting at is I think you have to have a security blanket there. And this team is capable of making the playoffs next year. And I mean, you know, again, like I talked about the revolving door situation, you know, we throw another season in the garbage, you know, trying to get to a certain point and seeing the same type of play week in and week out. And we throw another season away, so to speak. I mean, you know, the following year, we're going to lose guys again. Well, and look, if you if you sign Watson, you're going for it now. You're not waiting yeah, another year or two. Absolutely. I gr- agreed. So it just depends on how the coaching staff feels, how close we really are yep. as a complete football team. And and that's that's the decision that they're going to have to make. I mean, if I had to make it right now, Mike, yep. and we were giving up that package, I wouldn't be able to give you an answer. Like I said, I just wouldn't. I'm so 50-50 on it right now. I really am. Because, no, you know, I, the X the factor same, is Tua. Place. Yep. You know, the X factor is Tua. You know, if we saw more out of him last year, I wouldn't even think about it. But because of what we saw and what I feel are, are um, what, what he's lacking in physically, I would tend to, you know, think more about doing the deal. Um you know, in a perfect world, he would have showed us that he's our quarterback of the future. And man, we go into this draft and it's on. You know, it's like screw Watson, screw any of these other oh. guys. You know, we oh, get a margin. Right, but let's let's be fair. He yeah. was coming off of injury. Well, we know he that. Didn't, we, well, you know. He, he didn't get the preseason. We, I'm putting it in perspective, Lewis, because, you know, we can say we saw him in nine games and he didn't look good, but we can also say there's reasons for that. Now, are they justifiable reasons only time will tell right uh, what the things that i concern myself with are other factors mike and i've talked we've talked well, about this. yeah you're talking about arm strength you're talking about his small stature i i, I get it and yes. uh you know those are all valid concerns yep absolutely uh, he's got to be able to play with those limitations and you know in college he was certainly able to now can that translate to the nfl well only time is going to tell that 
again, that's that's my whole point. It's a big question mark. You know, you don't know um, if the injuries that he had are going to affect him for the rest of his career. You just don't know. You ha- you have no idea. And we, that's that's the whole monkey wrench in this whole thing is the fact that we don't know that if we felt that he was 110% the answer, then you just attack this thing with your with all the draft picks you have and you just supplement him with just, you know, just the players that we need. If we do that and he fails us, you know, that's a problem. So, you know, they, it, the coaching staff, again, you know, they see more than we do and, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll know, know exactly. We'll know, they, right. we'll we'll know. know. if uh-huh. they don't make the trade, then... Then it's on. You know, two is the guy. If they don't go out and get a, a veteran guy in trade, maybe for, you know, a later draft, you know, a, a, a draft pick later in the draft, then. Well, you they're know, still going to need a capable backup. So they need to sign a quarterback regardless of what they think of Tua. Right. But there's, there's tears, is what I'm getting at. I mean, there's, you know, there's basically the guys like, uh, you know, you got a Trubisky, right? You got a Jamison Winston. Um, you got those type of guys, uh, maybe a Jacoby Brissett. But as you go down the list, Mike, you know, a Tyrod Taylor, you're looking at less and less money. Do they go even a tier behind those guys? That's what I'm talking about. Like, how much are they going to, you know, value Tua and what they, how strongly they feel about him? We're going to see in regard to how they attack his backup as well. That's what I'm getting at. Well, if you it's know, me, I'm looking at a guy like Andy Dalton. I think I've said that before. Yep, you know, he he's did. got experience. He can he can mentor a little bit, and uh, if he has to come into a game, he can at least function. Yep, agreed, absolutely. So we'll see what they do because you know he's going to cost money. <laughs> so, yep, absolutely. All right, Lewis. Uh, we talked about a good b- bit of things. Have you got anything else you'd like to add today? I think we're good, Mike. I think we're good. It was a it was a long talk for an off season show, huh? Well, hey, we did an hour <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, the news will start coming over the next few weeks. But for right now, things are pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotcha. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Lewis, for joining me. And uh, you're welcome. We'll be back next week. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 